I desire you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to apply themselves to good deeds. These are excellent and profitable to men, but avoid stupid controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels over the law, for they are unprofitable and futile. As for a man who is factious, after admonishing him once or twice, knowing that such a person is perverted and sinful, he is self-condemned. When I send Artemis or Tichichos to you, do your best to come to me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Do your best to speed Zenas the lawyer and Apollos on their way. See that they lack nothing, and that our people learn to apply themselves to good deeds, so as to help cases of urgent need, and not to be unfruitful. All who are with me send greetings to you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all.
have the great pleasure this morning to welcome back Constantine Trumpauer, who graduated from Holy Cross Greek Orthodox School of Theology this last spring, and he is now serving in Missoula, Montana, and uh, he is going to grace us with the homily this morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. It's nice to be back. Singer, songwriter, political activist, and mother, Malvina Reynolds, some of you may know that name, lived through the 20th century doing what she did best, making music people loved. She was the daughter of Jewish immigrants coming to the United States in opposition to World War I. From among her many musical compositions, she also wrote poetry and some other things, I want to highlight a particular song called Magic Penny. Maybe some of you learned it as as I did as a little boy. And it goes, the first verse, Love is something if you give it away, give it away, give it away. Love is something if you give it away, you end up having more. Love is something if you give it away, you end up having more. This may sound contradictory. Give love away and get more. I'm no math wizard, but but that kind of numerical relationship just doesn't seem to add up. No pun intended. Now, while physical amounts of things don't work that way, uh, it does make sense when thinking about God's love. When we give His love, a selfless love, we receive more love from God. We begin being filled with His love, begin being filled, which illumines our hearts and brings us His joy. There are no better examples, as we know as Orthodox Christians, of this than the saints of the church, the holy men and women who gave themselves totally to the will of God. Today in the church calendar, we commemorate all the holy fathers of the seven ecumenical councils. These godly men and women shone as luminous stars upon the earth, as the Apolitikion of today's feast states. They came together in council. They prayed and fasted, just as the apostles did when they were making tough decisions. They talked at length and even argued and fought about the truth of our Lord Jesus Christ, as well as other concerns occurring in the life of their respective local Orthodox churches. History shows and upholds that there were many, many saints of these councils, vessels of light and life, vessels of grace, vessels of the Holy Spirit, defending Christ's truth and fighting with zeal against distorted teachings of Christ and what the church is. Maybe you're going to maybe you're expecting me to talk about the great holy council, but I'm not going to. Uh, the gospel chosen for today's feast is from Matthew 5. And the first few verses we hear just as we heard uh, by Deacon Innocent a moment ago, um, you are a light 
of the world. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Here, Christ is not saying that He is the light of the world, which He says in the Gospel of John, but He's saying, You are the light of the world. His followers are the light of the world. His church. But maybe we don't feel like light all the time. Do you always feel like a shining city of God's glory set on a hill that everyone sees? And glorifies our Father in heaven. I don't have. I'd have to say the answer for most people would be not most of the time. And yet, even though we don't always feel like Christ's light, the beauty of being a light of Christ is that we are able to be one, regardless of how we feel. Our society puts entirely too much emphasis on feelings, and rightly so, because we buy more when we feel good, when a product makes us feel better about ourselves. If we read the lives of the saints, we'll see that they were not feeling good a lot of the time. Take, for example, St. Paul, a man we know who experienced Pharisees being taken up into the third heaven, as we hear in the epistles, and received intimate participation in the divine energies of God. He tells us in 2 Corinthians that he received 39 lashes on five different occasions. That's 195 lashes, in case you wanted to know the math. Um, He was beaten with rods three times. He was stoned once, shipwrecked three times, and much more. He was battered beyond description. I mean, his life would make a great movie if Hollywood wouldn't mess up the details. Another sufferer for Christ is St. Maximus the Confessor. As some of you may know, his tongue and right hand were cut off so that he would stop preaching the Orthodox faith. You can imagine his anguish and struggles at a time in Orthodoxy's history when he was the only right-believing Orthodox in the entire world at one point. St. Paul and St. Maximus are men of faith and light, who though they suffered greatly in the body, were filled with strength and joy to the brim in their souls. Certainly they didn't feel good, but they were doing good. This begs the question that we have to look at ourselves now and say, are we being lights to the world? Are we we even in the ballpark? Some may say, yes, I'm spending my free time feeding the homeless, and I recycle. (laughs) I mean, what more is there, right? (laughs) Others may say, I'm busy with my kids. Outside of work and family, I don't have time to go out and evangelize. I I just don't have time. Don't put that pressure on me. Whatever our response might be, we need to know that Christ wants us, He is desiring us to be lights in the world for Him. And it doesn't matter if you stay up till 3 a.m. playing video games and drinking soda. 
and chatting with your, with your buddies. And it doesn't matter if last night you contemplated the prayers for communion and read the Holy Scriptures. Of course, that is a better choice. But um, the point is that Christ is calling us as we are. Not as we would like to be, as we think we ought to be, but as we really are, which the truth is a church of broken sinners. God knows who we are. Sometimes we know who we are. But being broken sinners, we can be lights in the world. When we meet people face to face, to be authentic, as we say today, to speak with them and speak with kindness and attempt from our hearts to speak with them as if they are Christ. When you hear someone struggling in life, when you hear about them or you hear from a friend, to reach out to them in the most powerful fashion, first through prayer and supplication to God for them. You can also call them or text them to reach out, give them a hug, help them in some small way to feel Christ's love. As we all know, in our darkest moments, that has a very, very powerful effect. And history shows that God listens to and works through sinners. That this is the history of our faith. Old Testament, New Testament, today. We use romantic language in some of the hagiography and some of the writings of the fathers saying that Saint so-and-so reached perfection. And Saint so-and-so reached an even higher degree of perfection. This is beautiful, lauding language to show someone who is a light and an example for us to grow towards and to imitate because they imitated Christ. But they didn't get there. No human being has gotten there in this life. We only receive full communion with God as we are able after we pass away. Okay. Uh, do you remember the song Magic Penny? So, uh, I, had, I had to include it because uh, the first verse uh, does nicely, but the, the second verse uh, really struck me uh, as being written by a, a, uh, a more secular, politically-minded uh, songwriter, yet, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you in just a second, uh, the second verse, but it's, it's amazing that you don't need to know any orthodox theology to be able to be a human being and to be able to experience in your soul uh, a relationship with God or lacking of one. We, we hear people talk about um, becoming orthodox before finding out what orthodoxy is. For many people who have converted to the orthodox faith, when they encounter it, they say, oh yeah, that's what I am. I just didn't know what it was yet. In that vein, the second verse goes... Money's dandy and we'd like to use it, but love is better if you don't refuse it. It's a treasure and you'll never lose it unless you lock up your door. Unless you lock up your door. To be a light of Christ in the world is to reach out when the opportunity comes and to not lock up your door. To not shirk away when Christ wants to act through you. In Matthew 7, just two chapters after today's Gospel, our Lord says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock 
and the door will be open to you. For anyone, everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door is opened. All humans experience the reality that to give love, you must open the door of your heart. By opening the door, you receive love as well. I want to conclude with uh, the image of the modern neighborhood. If you want to, close your eyes. If you don't want to, just imagine in your mind what your neighborhood looks like most of the time. And I'm going to guess that that 9 out of 10 uh, folks here uh, for your neighborhood will look like this. Many houses with shut doors and no one outside. Our society suffers from many ills, one of which is extreme self-centeredness. We suffer from having perpetually closed doors. And we do not open them when Christ or our neighbor knocks. So, from this moment, from this hour, from this day, let us give our love away and not lock up our doors, the doors of our hearts. Rather, let us give so that others receive, and in doing so, we will also receive. And we will be that shining light of Christ that He calls us to be. Doing this, we will enter a little more into the taste of the kingdom of heaven in this life, and we will allow Christ's love to fill us and fill others. Amen.